Hello listeners and welcome to the new episode of Injury Time the ISL edition and uh, with me Sandeep of course yeah. and as always with me is Devan at the barista at the barista yeah, yes but i had a much uh, easier commute than you yeah <laughs> bangalore traffic <laughs> <laughs> i remember we started our last show this way as well but thankfully last time i think it was 1 and 1/2 hours today yeah. was 1 hours and 15 minutes Yes, we are improving. Yes, but it it does give me time to listen to the new music that I want to listen to. Great. So, yeah, <laughs> there's always a good side to everything that happens in life. Yes, uh, maybe not for Northeast United <laughs> as we might end up seeing. Yeah. Yesterday, Elko Shatori tweeted that today we need to get to the semi-final. Unfortunately, they kind of blew it with yeah. a draw. Yeah. So against Pune, uh, with a red card as well. Yeah. For their team. So, uh, you what do you think of their chances? I I still think they should make it uh, because. Uh, I think 28 points is what they moved up to so it's unlikely that uh, two teams will go past them what i'm looking at really is uh, where mumbai land up yeah but first before that about the match i only saw little glimpses of it but uh, from the look of things pune city have been playing really well and they continued doing that yesterday as well so um, full credit to them for the way that they've been playing since the restart and i think that's worked out well for them northeast tried their best but they just couldn't get the result on the day yes uh top to already done and dusted yeah so uh, we're looking at 3 and 4 here and you have three teams possibly four if yeah. you outside chance rate ek is still yes. i would imagine yes. mathematically at least yeah so uh, the interesting thing is between northeast mumbai and jamshedpur yeah who are on 28 27 23 i think mm-hmm. uh, the goal difference is the same it's yeah. all four so yeah who it's a tough task for uh, northeast they only have one game yes okay. others have two games it's a disadvantage but i think a lot matters on where these last matches will be so that could go a long way in deciding i think northeast's last game is probably away to kerala blasters yeah so again kerala with not much to play for what will you know it be how has their domestic form been uh, this year uh, their home form rather have, have they been really good in uh, kochi or like pre- previous seasons I think the first two seasons in particular Kerala used to be quite or first three seasons they used to be quite good at home it was a way that they struggled more but uh, over the last couple of seasons they've also not been that great at home maybe it's also got to do with the fact that the crowds have been diminishing a little bit but uh, nonetheless I think uh, Northeast still has a decent chance I wouldn't put it beyond them to get a victory in, in that match even but what I'm interested in is how Mumbai FC do because uh, Mumbai City FC rather uh, 27 right from 16 yeah I think so yeah and a way match against atletico de kolkata next who and still pune. have that outside chance and yeah. pune was to playing well yeah so two teams that are playing well i mean pune are now out of the race after yesterday like they needed to win to just stay in it but uh, atk will have a almighty go and uh, wouldn't put it beyond atk winning that one and then it'll be a lot of pressure on mumbai for the last game especially if jamshedpur pick up points in uh, their next game yes they have chennai and uh, bangalore one home one away uh, in that sense but the mahadabi might end up being a big match for uh, mumbai so what has gone wrong for mumbai we praised them about how good their defense were and so good despite all the offsides were all scoring a lot of goals too yeah. where has it dried off ma it's it's really it's hard one to, of those things yeah it's hard to pin down i think they've just not been able to pick up any momentum in recent games and specifically the last match i, th- I think they really missed lucian goyan so he is such an important uh, character inside their team not just in defense but just generally as a figure around whom the rest of the team can he's rally around he's a Sergio Ramos esque yeah. player yeah yeah he's he's yeah. he's the kind of guy that everybody can play around so mm-hmm. when he's missing then it obviously affects the balance of the side whoever they bring in 
and yeah i mean it's it's just been about goals when they've not got goals they've struggled and uh, that's that that was an evidence in the last couple of games i think and then jamshedpur it they kind of go under the radar a little bit don't they they play decent football yeah don't we don't know if they are in good form or bad yeah. they win they lose sometimes they draw there's no consistency per se i think they are the quintessential isl side because you never know which side <laughs> of them you'll get to see on any given day good players some pretty decent indian talent as well uh, but for whatever reason just don't seem to string together enough consistency and to think that early on in the season they were table toppers yeah and they were really flying high they came to bengaluru and had a you know close match against them drew with them so yeah it's been a little disappointing off late from jamshedpur maybe also the uh, sort of over reliance on shubhrotapal because he's been good but sometimes he has some poor poor games uh, where he's you know beaten on the near post or just misses a simple flight of the ball or something there have been some goalkeeping errors basically so that has affected the team i guess and that's what i mean this is what football is all about that sometimes it's just one error which can define a whole match and uh, we also saw that with bfc in their yes, last game yeah. speaking of goalkeeper errors and orko our other panelist yeah. homo simpson on twitter <laughs> has uh, asked me to ask you about gurpreet's performance and errors that he made against uh, delhi where yeah. they lost 3-2 just strange very surreal to see because he's but he is capable of that he has made those near post errors yeah often not often often but yeah. quite often enough for us to remember that he has made them before and again it points to what uh, a similar point which i made in the last podcast about you know indian players and their basic skills so here you have a guy who's probably the best goalkeeper in india he is very good there's no doubt about it absolutely had a good asian cup there wasn't much that he could do about the goals that india conceded uh but yeah there are certain aspects of his game which are still weak and let's not forget that he's a tall man so it is difficult for him to you know get, get low down, down yeah. and when the ball is shot close to him but yeah there was no excusing especially the second goal that he conceded against delhi just pretty much straight at him all he needed to do was just get a good enough solid hand to it but just seemed to not read it perfectly at all but it's also hard to be a goalkeeper in india mistake is almost always a goal it's always yeah and it's always magnified because yeah. you might pull off you know five or six great saves but uh, just ask glorious carries <laughs> <laughs> poor fellow but yeah. apparently he was on a, having a concussion at that yeah. time so <laughs> the I mean, blame yeah. should lie on the liverpool doctors that exactly the medical team should have known better if that was really the case yes uh, but a uh, 3-2 loss this is back to back loss for bengaluru fc they're going to play yeah. goa today yeah. uh, here i i never lost look, three in a row yeah they ne- i was looking through their entire history i don't think they've lost three in a row they have not won seven in a row or something like that with yeah. a lot of draws yeah but never lost three in a row might be changing teams because you know he's rotating a lot and stuff yeah. like that yeah but uh, maybe we don't know but uh, two losses in a row yeah and not lost uh, yeah. eric parthalu for the season not looking good uh, not playing consistently enough but again uh, like i've said before that maybe they're saving it up for the playoffs maybe they're still working on some com- combinations and everything uh, yeah the parthalu loss is a big one because yeah. he is again somebody that makes their team tick as a whole and he's a versatile player he can play across a lot of positions so it won't be easy to replace that kind of versatility for their side they're trying to get a foreigner in though uh, according to the rules it is possible yeah so uh, but but also coming in and gelling straight away yeah. will be difficult they'll need to get that person match fit for the playoffs which won't be easy with just two games to go just one game after tonight so yeah, yeah slightly worrying for them but a lot will depend on how the top four uh, sort of shapes up uh, what they'll definitely want is to not play uh, not to have to play fc goa Yeah, in the, in the playoffs—that's for sure. So, uh, 
two teams that we are looking at yeah. and there is absolutely no need technically to look at them uh, because neither delhi yeah. nor pune are really in the fight yeah. but they have been lighting up the league of late and interestingly daniel alampuya yeah. who went to delhi after not so successful time at bangalore yeah. is now he scored two against them looking good and you have robin singh again back among goals he's been scoring yeah. uh, of late the last yeah. two games yeah. i think he did score so what what is going on there and we knew delhi would get better towards yeah. the end or probably yeah. next season pune how much of it is pradeep reddy's doing and how much of it is phil brown's doing i'm sure phil brown has had an effect i'm sure he has been able to come in and there's also a sense of uh, among players you know when a new boss comes in you want to impress him you want to give it your best shot because you want to be retained or you want to get a better contract for future or you want to you know keep continuing to make starts and to be fair robin singh has been good i mean this season he has tried his best he, in the few starts that i have seen him have he may not have scored as many as he should have but he's been in right positions he's missed a few setters typical robin singh, robin singh yeah. Yeah. but i mean i i always say this about strikers that as long as even they're missing chances it still means that they're doing some of their basics right because they're turning up in positions where they can get you know goal scoring opportunities and eventually goals will start coming and that's been happening for him yeah, because we know that he's a good player there's no doubt about it he's got all the tools that is what i yeah. would say and daniel i guess hasn't made too many starts even for delhi so he's, he's probably only been thrown into the mix now that they are completely out of reckoning and it's worked out in its favor and that's the thing about the isl that Yes, a lot of these last few matches are meaningless, but uh, especially for a lot of the marginal players, this is the situation where they can go out there, play without any pressure, uh, you know, display the best of their abilities, and just make a difference to you know whatever limited chances they get. Daniel, I think personally, Daniel is very interesting for me. Yeah. Because uh, he is someone Rino Ando once told me that yeah. he is he and Len Dungal used to be in Bangalore. Yes. And uh, Rino told me Len is all about strength, yeah. and Daniel is. he's got so much skill yeah and uh, later on i happened to talk to roka yeah. who at the time did not have a foreign striker and is playing daniel yeah. a lot and he said the problem with daniel is not uh, his skills it is his mentality and yeah. how he has to step up in big time yeah. and i've heard sunil say this i've heard yeah. uh, eric say this all yes. of them that yes in training is unbelievable it's just the performance in yeah. match levels yeah. and roka at that time specifically said he is 21 22 or something yeah. at that time yeah. he needs to do this within the next 2 or 3 years yeah. otherwise he will be a lost talent yes, yes. not in so much words but yes. he has to do it in 2 3 years completely agree with him and uh, under joseph gambo who's again similar to the way yeah. roka plays yeah. this might just be it for daniel i really personally i really do want him to do well because yeah. he seems to have a lot of things going for him yes uh, i just hope he can keep up correct and i mean he's he's the kind of guy who can offer a lot to the indian national team exactly he improves yes. uh, significantly enough at the moment he's probably not quite there yet yeah. i think he's been tried in some of the age group sides but really to he make that step up the national team also i think in the camp at least yeah, yeah to make up to make the step up to india and be a regular he has to start you know showing that consistency when he's given starts and it's a good start to get two goals against bfc um, albeit i think both were pretty much you know lucky goals and yeah the defense was not that great but again like robin singh he was getting into great positions so that's that's good on him i mean he's able to read the play a little better than some of the defenders and that's all you need to be a goal scorer yes absolutely and speaking of goals and uh, not goal scoring enough chennai city 
it is astonishing to me chennai nfc sorry chennai nfc i chennai don't city want to be, be very the, offended yeah chennai city i'm so sorry uh, you are been scoring a lot of yes goals. i love the way they play <laughs> the transition goals but uh, sorry again apologize for that chennai nfc because i have written cfc here <laughs> so uh, chennai nfc they've lost 12 games of i think 16 that they played this is the champions last year who did not concede goals yeah who was i won't say a powerhouse in the sense of a powerhouse yeah. it strength and that grit was a yeah. big deal for them and consistency year. i think just the season just hasn't started well for them and it's just you know snowballed from there uh one obvious loss right at the start of the season or two rather one was helvi kesereno because mm. he never came and second was dhanpal ganesh because he was such a vital member of that midfield which allowed the others to kind of play, play a more expansive yeah, yeah uh, form of the game so because that's not happened i think they've never really identified their best 11 they've had to play a few players out of place and uh, i think a few matches where francis fernandez has been playing at right back and yeah i mean just not ideal team selection john gregory also probably somewhere in his mind hasn't been really that sure about the season maybe a little bit of focus lost on the afc cup impending afc cup assignments uh probably not the same quality of foreign players so much of a reliance on rafael augusto combination of a lot of these factors and yeah just not started well enough to ever be in reckoning and some matches to be fair they played better than what the scoreline has suggested but i think yeah i mean 12 defeats is probably a good summation of how they performed yes a uh, good summation in that sense but uh let's move on to some other teams now goa yeah five clean sheets coming into this match unbelievable yeah from a team that you often said you can score yeah. but they will probably outscore you yeah this is a big difference and i think that's what uh, you know uh, having a good team having a good confident unit which keeps scoring goals this is the uh, confidence that it uh, exudes and allows the coach to exercise as well the fact that he can forget about the fact that okay you know i mean i don't need to worry too much about the attacking side of things maybe he's taken it as a project that let's improve the defense because that is what will win you the playoffs eventually like you can you know top the league you can do everything you want as bfc found out last year <laughs> but uh, what matters is doing well in the playoffs and in the playoffs of course you'll need your defense to perform because yeah ideally you want a clean sheet away yeah if you can do that then that's half the battle i mean it's almost definite that fc goa are going to score at home so um, yeah i mean good on them their uh, defense has been working well they've tried out two of the youngest goalkeepers in most of their matches and they've performed quite well, well. Yeah, admirably yeah. yeah i mean they've they've made mistakes but that's part of the learning yeah, curve that's absolutely um, fine they've still made a lot of good stops two good you know center backs both yeah. foreigners who really stabilized the team And yeah, I mean to be very fair, their Indian players have also pulled their weight. Uh, somebody like Brandon has been outstanding, and that's that's helped the team uh, tick. Yeah, uh, I actually had a couple of interactions with the players yesterday. I spoke to Carlos Pena, Lenny, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the doctor in the club, and few others yesterday when they were here. Yeah. The podcast episodes will be launching soon of these interviews. So uh, one of the things that I figured was. they have been remarkably lucky not lucky they worked hard to ensure yeah. that there are no injuries yeah very very few injuries yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing was moving carlos peña on the left back to yeah. the center back yeah and uh, mandar who was actually an attacking player for him to slot there yeah. and support brandon and then play off from that side yeah he's done a good job and interestingly i the thought keeps coming back to lenny Lenny was with Bengaluru FC last year when they played all the way into the finals. Yeah. He's gone to Goa. 
I asked uh, Lovera this question yesterday during the press conference and his answer was I saw him play for Bangalore I knew he would fit my system He seems to have given them Johu and uh, Bedia Edu Bedia all of them a chance to go out yeah. because he has so much wind that he is able to run everywhere gives that balance to midfield I think he should be in the national team soon His stats are checking and he is in the top 10 for passing touches uh tackles and interceptions and of the two he is the highest in team yeah i think uh, he has been in the team before yeah 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 and he's he's always been a very good player there's no doubt about it i think the only thing missing from his game probably has been consistency mm-hmm. and that consistency is also down to i mean you touched upon that aspect physical fitness mm-hmm. he's he's not really a very strong guy so he can be sometimes brushed off the ball mm-hmm. i think that's been his only failing otherwise he's been a very good uh, midfielder And you're right. He has the legs to sort of go up and down as much as you want, and uh, he's got a good, you know, long-range shot on him as well. So he has all the ingredients, and I mean, it's it's great if Lopera has identified those key points yeah, yeah. and made it fit into his system. So that's the big question that yeah. whoever comes as the next national coach has to uh, vision a similar, envisage a similar role for him in the national team. Yes, uh, and that Penia was also talking about how they. Jackie Chan coming in. I'm sure it's a similar parallel with Raul and Borges. Absolutely, doing, yeah. doing, doing so well, well for Northeast yeah. United, but we just didn't see anything of that sort in the Asian Cup. Now, whether yeah. it was down to what the coach told him, or whether it was a low, you know, confidence on his part, you know, maybe he's a different player when he puts on the India jersey. I don't know, but that's yeah. that's where you know player management is important, and the player also has to respond in kind. Yeah. I mean, if he's not comfortable playing a role, he should tell the coach. Like, you know, yeah, he shouldn't absolutely. Blindly take so everything th- on board. There is. Well, there was it. I think they lost a match to Northeast, yeah. uh, or the one just before Northeast, before they switched to the Penya coming in centre back. Yeah. And uh, Lovera apparently spoke to all the players. He individually, one yeah, by one. They lost one to BFC. Yeah, I think that was yeah. the one. And then they asked everyone. What is wrong? Yeah. Do you like this? He yeah. had a one-on-one conversation with everyone, okay. and since then they've just kicked on mm-hmm. because that uh, they've they've trained the same way they play for a long time. Yeah, and Jackie Chan has started to improve. He, oh yeah, I mean I forgot to mention him. He's been phenomenal. Phenomenal, yeah. yeah. Maybe not getting as many goals as the shots he's hit, but that's so much great. Job, yeah, still, exactly. He's been great. Brandon has improved. Not improved. And he's doing. And Jackie, well. what he does is with his movement, with his pace, and everything. What he does is he opens up spaces for other players to yeah. exploit. So. I mean, if you're a rival midfielder, you're always, you know, wary of what Jackie Chan will do. He you're trying to track him. Yeah, yeah, you're trying to double team him or something, and it opens up spaces for the likes of Goro, Goro and yeah. Edubedia and everybody else. So they are looking very good, and they're peaking at the right time. When I see them play, it's almost like a four-zero-six <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> and that's really impressive. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, they compress the whole front part. Yeah, if if I can draw a parallel with the I League, I think I I love watching Chennai City. So Chennai yeah. City match them in terms of fitness. It, mm. It's an interesting point you mentioned because Chennai City also have been very fit. But the team which I have really enjoyed watching this year in the I League has been East Bengal because they also have a very similar style mm. in that they look. If you look at their you know the selections of their eleven, they invariably go all all out attack. They sometimes mm. have up to four attackers mm. on the pitch at any one time. I mean. Somebody like uh, Laldan Moya, <laughs> you can't really classify him as a midfielder. He's more of a complete attacking instinct. <laughs> so I see those parallels with Goa. That what they're going out there to do is just go out and score goals and win matches. And ultimately, I mean, all footballers and all sports persons, uh, sports persons need to realize that they are entertainers. Yeah. So I like that philosophy. That let's go out and entertain. I mean, we might lose Absolutely. a few matches along the way. Yeah. But 
it'll far outweigh what we do uh, this is uh, what i tell myself about moricha sari just go out <laughs> there and entertain okay you lose the match but it's fine go out there and entertain but uh, enough about me cribbing about chelsea it's good uh, to be unaffiliated <laughs> no, no it's okay i mean, i've i'm too no, no, deep I'm now honestly yeah, I'm, i'm speaking from experience that when i watch a match it's so good to watch it as a neutral because yeah exactly. you can't afford to you know i like watching anybody. liverpool city and all i watched the, the first half of atletico juventus yesterday uh-huh. uh, must say didn't see it coming i i thought juventus had the game or like you know they were doing a decent job but hats off to atletico the way they played I hope they win. They have been close enough for the best years. part was like it didn't make any difference to me when I saw the score line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, I guess I like watching Champions League games because Chelsea are not involved in it anymore. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, moving on slightly off the field. Yeah. Uh, CK Vinith has filed a cyber crime against Manjha Pada. So for what exactly are the facts of the case that you so know? He. I'm uh, curious to know as well. So he is apparently filed a case saying uh, people in Manjapada groups, WhatsApp groups and whatnot, are circulating uh, stories of him being a little abusive to the ball boys. Yeah. And uh, he has accused them for. He let's face it, he's not had a great rapport with them. Yeah. And uh, he's Why? like, I don't know. It's just yeah. because I also think uh, Kerala Blasters fans are. they expected a lot out of vinith because of the five goals that he scored when he came off the second half of the season yeah. in that time five or six goals he yeah, came and yeah. just changed the whole dynamics of so that's class. not right to expect every time yeah yes but i think because they haven't seen vinith enough yeah. they thought he was going to do this all the time mm. but we've seen him in bfc and we are we know the kind of player he mm. is this is my opinion yeah. maybe there was too much expectation on him when when he failed to yeah. deliver on that not that like fans and constant time <laughs> yes uh, so there is a little bit and he even accused them of doing the same to anas to rino okay. to the other uh, kerala players but are they known to do that the fans i am not sure I mean, are they capable of it i'm sure they are capable but uh, i'm not sure but at the same time they love someone like sahil abdul samad who has yeah, come through yeah. and is doing a phenomenal and job. i think the, i mean at least from what i have observed in the isl the local correct is very strong I absolutely mean, yeah by and large uh, players really love or rather fans really love players who come from that region and make a name for themselves so why would they do something like that that beats me yeah maybe there is something there that we are not very sure of. yeah i mean there uh, might be something yes i think uh, we need did give an interview yeah uh, earlier this season or end of, uh, last season i think earlier this season uh, to someone in hindu yeah uh, and then he said the kerala fans are not uh, the best fans or something to that effect why would so they don't that? support <laughs> because he was getting booed because he okay. you know when vinith is not on his game yeah. he can look quite ponderous on the field yes yes so uh, i think maybe that accounted for it and i maybe it was a offhand comment he did not think too much about yeah. it and uh, it's come back so there's some history between the fans and vinith yeah and he's now moved on to chennai so yeah but anyway he, this this was happening when chennai played kerala yeah there was some small tiff there uh, in what do you think of such uh, seems like a mountain out of a molehill to be very <laughs> honest i think everybody needs to just be a little more mature about the whole situation okay. yes your players obviously especially when they played for your club you have an extra affiliation with them whether it's positive or negative there is an association you want to you know when they come back you want to respond to them sometimes positively sometimes you want to boo them or jeer them but yeah i mean if if there is any truth to it then they shouldn't be circulating videos and all of that that's just you know uh, juvenile yeah so 
But that is what Manjapada grew. Yeah. Uh, I am not part of it. Yeah. But I know people who are part yeah. of it who do send me uh, yeah. stuff that is given. Yeah. It is pretty hilarious. Yeah. It's sarcastic. And it's hilarious. I don't. I haven't seen any of these things. Yeah. But those would be more memes. I, I would. Yeah, say. a lot of memes. They're saying fine. Jose Mourinho is coming because you know Manchester United player Rene Mullenstein is here. Yeah, so yeah. Next one is Mourinho. All yeah. those kind of things with cutouts and you know proper hard work. Is Which is great. I mean, that's yeah. great for football and that's great for ISL. You know, I mean, of all the conversations that I have with whether fellow journalists or with fans or anything. I think the one club which really values the ISL is Kerala Blasters and it's by and large because of the fans. Yeah. They have a connect because they don't have a team in the I League, I guess. They have to Gokulam Kerala FC now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a more recent tradition but yeah. uh, they have a team that they can really But again, they're playing in the I League so nobody really yeah. knows. Yeah, and I mean at the time that Kerala Blasters came into being there was no team in yeah. the I, I League. I mean, Viva Kerala had come and gone a long time yeah, ago. So, uh, in those terms, it has filled a void which was previously absent mm-hmm. and I mean, uh, Kerala's association with football is a long one and their yeah. you know, love for football, their love for Indian football is well known, yeah. it's well documented, I mean, among the regional language commentaries, the one which gets most uh, eyeballs is uh, Malayalam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, all, all that said and done, I can understand that Kerala are extra, like you know, uh, sensitive about the ISL. It's like possibly. the ultras for Inter Milan or uh, Dortmund, yeah. just and a little bit more. Yeah, and because of that, there will always be some friction with some players and everything. But yeah, players also need to take that with a pinch of salt. I mean, you have to grow up that people will, you know, uh, make jokes about you or whatever, make fun of you and stuff. But you have to rise above all of that. But yeah, if something serious is being done and if you feel it's really crossing a certain point, then you are completely within your uh, rights to take legal recourse. Yes, maybe there is something deeper that uh, we are not yeah, really aware yeah. of. So, um, moving on again to things outside the field only. Yeah. Uh, Path Jindal yeah. tweeted saying, can we play a game against yeah. Real Kashmir? Because a lot of the teams are, not a lot, Minerva said obviously they didn't travel. And, and East Bengal uh, But they said they will play if yeah. they are asked to play or forced yeah. to play, yeah. however yeah. you want to yeah. look at it. Yeah. So, what do you think about uh, the tweet, their offer to play? Yeah. And I think uh, Real Kashmir responded back saying, let's play in uh, March. Yeah. What, what do you think of this? Because I am personally not a big fan. Yeah. Because the point is to play now. Yeah. Not to play one month later. Yeah. Because nine or five, eight or nine teams in I-League already did travel. So, traveling yes. to Srinagar was not the issue. Yes. What, what do you make of this? I think that's what, I mean... Um, of course, what happened in Pulwama and what has been happening ever since is quite tragic. It's unfortunate, but uh, nothing has changed too much from either side from what it was, say, even six or seven months ago or whenever the I-League began. And um, security in Srinagar is always a little bit of a dodgy affair. I remember in 2008, I think, the Santosh Trophy was held in Srinagar because GNK Bank were the tri- uh, you know uh, title sponsors. And uh, I didn't actually commentate on it. I was just there as executive producer. So I went to set up the commentary. I was there probably three days in advance just to make sure that we were well fed. So we went to a few <laughs> restaurants and tried out some of their, you know, Rista and uh, some of the good Gushtaba and everything. And then we, uh, I just stayed for the first couple of days and then I came back to Delhi where I was based then. Um, there was, uh, there was always a security detail around us. We were told that we were right very close to the city centre and uh, the Dal Lake was just a walk away and in the evenings we used to just go out and we used to go to the markets and we used to you know, go into, walk into shops and 
chat with the locals and you know get a pulse of the people and uh, even during that tournament i think there was a major grenade blast or something in lal bazar or it may have happened just after the tournament got over but that's the point that i mean some things there are routine which it's not how it should be but that's just how the how it is in spite of all of that sport does happen and that was happening in bakshi stadium which is the center of the uh, you know the that's where the republic day and independence day parades and everything happen uh, this of course is happening at the trc which is even further you know fortified it's more of a security uh, oriented stadium and that's where the services are as well so specifically minerva punjab i i personally think that there's something more to it than meets the eye i think ranjit bajaj personally was probably a little queasy about this match right from the start because of minerva's association with the indian armed forces um i could be wrong i hope i'm wrong but this situation has probably just added that you know chance for him to say that no like you know it's unsafe and of course he, ha- he is well within his rights to skip the whole thing as as a team he has nothing to play for and really. and the iff should clarify its stance there's no doubt about it but iff are also going by exactly the security advice given by the governor's office and let's not forget jammu and kashmir is under governor's rule right now mm-hmm. so when your local authorities tell you that it's fine to go when the team turns up you're talking about foreign embassies telling your foreigners that it's not safe to travel but the team themselves they have foreigners who have not received any such intimation so what's really going on i mean there's clearly something which is a little fishy but i mean full credit to minerva for getting serious about it going to court you know taking the right recourse and maybe we'll see a little clearer picture later in the day it's just been very poorly managed and i agree with you that it's not so much about playing in march it's more about playing right now i mean if you had to make a point you had to do it now but it's good for bfc it's uh, it's a good chance for them to show that they care and uh, it's one more uh, match for all the logistic people to deal with now yeah but, in but march let's hope it happens i'm i'm still not yeah uh, see i'm really convinced yeah i think i strongly believe in the uh, you know in the power of sport to actually play a positive role Absolutely. in situations like this and uh, if you recall similar thing happened in the 1996 cricket world cup uh, australia and west indies had pulled out of playing in sri lanka because there had been some uh, ltt bombings mm-hmm. in colombo and uh, an indian pakistan combined 11 went and played an exhibition match just before the the world cup started so those are the kind of gestures which just give you that solidarity with the you know with in a sense the aggrieved party because real kashmir have no fault of theirs in this whole situation i mean it's not their fault that there was an attack in pulwama just you know four days before they were supposed to and let's not forget that match was originally supposed to be 17 so they had already accommodated minerva's request to push it back by one day because they were traveling for their afc cup commitments so yeah afc champions league commitments rather so yeah it's it's just turned out to be a little bit uh, of a farce but uh, it's a situation where you have to have your you know empathy with both parties it's a social media issue isn't it it is it a social have media issue yeah and it's so much better absolutely i mean social media sometimes can be a, a little bit of a you know idiotic thing to yeah. <laughs> i i i often follow the retweets that you do because you do retweet a lot of people from varied uh, walks of life and uh, i think one of the some some lady i don't know who she was she said Uh, everyone who is getting angry with this thing and all these kind of things just check if the number of uh, volunteers for the armed forces yeah. has increased that's, that's a friend of mine who's very interestingly i've never met her in real life but we only connected because she's a shillong rajong fan apparently uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes uh, interesting things also do happen on social media 
Yes, uh, on that bombshell, let's say, uh, why don't you guys follow us on social media at, uh, at InjuryTimeIND. You can follow Debayansen at Debayansen. Please uh, follow us on Twitter, listen to our podcast on our podcast platforms. Debayan, thank you so much once again. Pleasure. Uh, this coffee and traffic is a great way to start uh, <laughs> one of the days in the week. So, uh, I'll meet you next Only week Only one of those again. things is good.